Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, welcome back in the Zone 1108 over here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Peyton Hill is the featured speaker today. And we're going to get him on here in just a second. Red-white report coming up as well. We'll recap the weekend down in Baton Rouge. Disappointing finish, but a competitive game. And, again, not looking for moral victories. 34-31 the final is uh, LSU has to kick a last-second field goal to pull it off and get the victory against Arkansas. And Hogs will hit the reset button and get ready for A&M this weekend, 11 o'clock start. Yes, we sir. brought it up. Did you uh, were you hoping thinking they might might let LSU score there at the end, just almost lay down, and then so they'd get the ball back and have a chance to score? I I mean I guess it was being talked about. I don't know. I was kind of hoping the guy would miss the field goal, frankly. Yeah. But it didn't work. out. I don't out. like telling a guy to lay down. Yeah, and or let or let them score. That just kind of goes against the well, fundamentals I, of it. Peyton Hills, I think, has a thought on that. Well, I, I thought it was kind of poor execution on timeouts especially in the second half i think we took a couple that we shouldn't have but also i mean you got two minutes to go and you're down within your 20 you're in the red zone i mean you know arkansas can't stop the clock so you know why try to make a mistake when arkansas's defense was actually playing pretty well all night they knew they didn't want to make a mistake so i mean i get what you're saying as far as you know don't tell your kids to lay down try to do your best but if you have a great field goal kicker, why not? Yeah. Um, you got some good memories from down there. What were your, did you watch? I guess you watched the game on Saturday. I did. Yeah. I did. So when you watch, I mean, you think about Baton Rouge. I mean, is there, obviously there's one game that comes to our mind. What, what about for you? Well, probably the same game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was very impressed with how they went down there, especially the week previous. And to go into Baton Rouge at any time, especially at nighttime, and do as well as they did, I mean, that gets – I mean, if I was a fan, I'd be really satisfied with what happened. Yeah. Were you, I mean, we were talking last week after watching BYU. Everybody was devastated over the loss. But I think there were some positives come out of that. I mean, this is a pretty good football team, and Coach Pittman was talking about that after the game on Saturday. I wasn't shocked by the way they played, honestly. I was not, maybe not expected to be quite that close. But I, I, I think they've got, you know, a lot of talent, and I'm not surprised that they were competitive in the game. I mean, what do you think of the team overall? You know, overall, like, we have a strong offensive line. I mean, K.J., when he brings his – game to the table he has great games i think we have a young a great young crop of receivers and tight ends that are going to play major roles here in the future you know i just think for us you know we got to put it all together at one time it seems like all the games we played had been put together or we've been paying people that has been make us bring our best out right do you get to watch all the games i mean do you make it a point to watch all the games and you got other stuff going on too i try to but i think this year i've I think I missed the first game, which I wasn't missing much. Yeah. But, you know, I <laughs> caught, the, caught the BYU game and I caught the LSU game. Yeah. So I've been trying to stay in there as much as I can. So we were talking before you came on about what you're up to these days. Um, sounds like you're staying busy at least part of the year and then chasing kids all year. Yeah, that's that's about right. Uh, you know, uh, since my accidents uh, this past January, I've been thinking about things and taking things different. Uh, you know, it's been tough to – know the situation that you were put through and uh, all the many blessings that came out of it because there's so many situations there where somebody could have lost their life so i'm very thankful for that and um, i just know now that the more time i can spend with my kids the better you know if there's one thing that uh, i want them to know you know at the very end of it, is that their daddy loves them and that he's there for them and your kids are how old 10 and uh six 
Uh, my son just turned 10 in June. And uh, Katie, she's uh, 18 this year. She's playing golf right now. I'm trying to get down to Jonesboro to watch her play. <laughs> so your son, you said you're coaching him a little bit in football. Does yes, he have uh, – did he get the Hillis jeans as far as football goes? I tell you what, you know, I – <laughs> You know, I try to do a lot of stuff with him, and he just looks at me like, Dad, this, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> and so I try to stay off of him, but when you see him in pads, I mean, he's – I was never as big as he was or physically gifted at 10 years old the way he was. But, he, you know, he's 10. He's about five foot three, five foot four, 135, 140 pounds. And, uh, you know, one day if it clicks – he could be something, but you know we'll we'll figure it out. Running back or what? What's he playing? Uh, well, on Shiloh, he plays running back, and we only have like 15 kids, so they have to play both ways. So if it went from him, we wouldn't have a left tackle or a right tackle or D end or D tackle. So we put him there, just so uh, you know we can start running the ball a little yeah. bit. He played some linebacker too, right? Growing up, me? Oh, uh, I, you know, I in high school I actually played corner. Oh, okay. You know, in my senior year, and then, you know, uh, when I went to Arkansas, there was talk about trying to rotate me back and forth from linebacker, but none of it really happened. Yeah. What would you have been like as a linebacker? You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I. You know, being on defense is more reactionary, you know, and I think a lot of times my first reaction ain't the best, so probably not too good. <laughs> Do you ever go back to campus at all? I mean, have you had a chance to be around Coach Pittman at all? Uh, I have not met Coach Pittman. I uh, heard a lot of great things about him. I don't think I've actually stepped on campus uh, since 16, maybe. 16 okay. or 17, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been I a while. I figured they would have had you back for something. I mean, nah, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so do you? I mean, do you watch much football outside of Arkansas? Or do you still watch the NFL? Yeah, I still. I mean, I'm a big Browns fan. Yeah, I was going to ask you. And uh, you know, whenever Chubb got hurt the other day, I th- think that probably hurt their chances. But uh, you know, I'm not too big at Watson at QB, but uh, you know, they have a great team. They have yeah. a good team. They can make things happen. Hopefully, if they can get a a running back, you know, on the board somewhere that's out there that can run the ball, then I still think they can make it pretty far. But you know, their defense is good, and their offense, especially on the perimeter, they have guys that can make plays. And as of right now, their strength, which has always been the strength, running the ball. Yeah. And right now, since that's happened, you can tell in late second half of Pittsburgh they couldn't do that. Right. So hopefully they can pull it through. I had forgotten Pierre Strong was traded to the Browns. He's from Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Right Little Rock, yep. McClellan, and uh, I saw him in the game yesterday. And, and uh, So yep. maybe he gets some more of an opportunity. Uh, and carries the ball, but uh, he he, uh, he he's a heck of a player. When he was well, he, he led him yesterday. Six carries, twenty-seven yards. Yeah, averaged four point five a carry. So yeah. maybe I, that leads to more for him. Well, you know, it's it's kind of sad too when you see those numbers. They don't know how much to put on a running back. Somebody just coming in, mm-hmm. but that is their identity. You know, they have to stick to that until they can feel comfortable with somebody. I don't see them, you know, really blowing people out here in the next few weeks. You said earlier your incidents. We all know about the the one incident, but I, I, I guess nobody else knows what you've been through. Yeah. For since your playing career. Uh, you know, just with stuff like with what happened on uh, this past January, 2010, I was in the hospital with bacterial pneumonia, and you know, I was running like 107 degree fever and coughing up blood and all kinds of stuff, and 
I think I was in the hospital for a month, a little over a month in, and uh, then in 2021 I got COVID, almost died from that, was in bed for a month and a half, and then I got pulmonary embolisms, three blood clots on my lungs, and that, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. That was some pain, and then, of course, uh, you know, this past January, what happened with the drowning incident, but crap, I remember back when I was in high school, you know, I had a head-on collision with the 18-wheeler, and we came out, and you know, I came out fine, but a buddy of mine, he got scraped up pretty good. I, I'm on about my seventh or eighth life now, so I finally got two more. I got to, I got to start thinking about it, you know. Yeah, so it's like the movie Unbreakable was made about you, and we always, you kind of had this lore um, as you, as a player growing up. I mean, we heard so many stories about you and your strength and your your toughness and. I mean, obviously you put it to the test, not intentionally, but uh, obviously you're very resilient. And you talked about kind of learning or uh, appreciating maybe the perspective and, and uh, haven't been through a lot. What, what do you feel like and what have, what have your thoughts been? You're a little more, as we were talking about earlier, you're a little more separated from what happened, you know, several months ago now. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what kinds of things do you think about with all you've been through? Uh, you know, what's funny is, is my whole life, I, with football, I played with the reckless, you know, reckless mindset and you know that's just i felt like how the game should be played and you know for every action there's equal opposite reaction and you know i having a lot of concussions when i played and you know i did things and a lot of stuff in my head will probably never be right but you know moving on to all these things that have happened to me physically you know you got to be thankful for every day that you live and everything that happens is a blessing if you look hard enough and I just know that the greatest thing that I could have came out with that was my son and my niece living and my sister and that nobody passed away because if it had been any other situation with my brother and my dad, I mean, I'm, they just wouldn't have made it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I give thanks for that every day. No doubt. You know, um, again, on a much less important note, talking football again, you know, I think about the Arkansas has got a pretty good – running back room right now obviously rocket has been out with with an injury for a couple of games hoping to get him back soon you are among maybe the the best running back room that's ever been up there so i'm just curious like from an ego standpoint and you know everybody kind of doing their thing how did you guys work together what was it like off the field i mean what was the interaction like with you guys because obviously that's about as uh talented a collection of three guys we're ever going to see in that room yeah i mean i was by far the worst one (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you know, you're talking, you know, Felix, the things that he brought to the table and him averaging over 10 yards of carry in the SEC, especially back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a different game now than it was back then. And Darren, his presence, you know, him being out there on the field running the ball, everything the defense was, you know, gearing up towards could change at any moment because it didn't matter how many guys they put in the box. It just takes one time for him to go the distance. So, both of them were very special. Yeah. How much fun was it to, to go out there on a Saturday? I mean, knowing that – and you guys were utilizing everybody in a creative way. It was a fun offense to watch with all the the, the talent you guys had. Yeah, you know, we it, we kept people guessing, that's for sure. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that we were, you know, going through back then is kind of what the Hogs are going through now. They don't really uh, have a full identity of themselves. I mean, back then, you know, we – Kept on jumping between quarterbacks, trying to get mm-hmm. the ball downfield, trying to open up the run game, and it just seemed like we could never find that identity. But, you know, with the Hogs, it just seems, you know, 
they know they have to put the ball in KJ's hands, but they also don't want him running like getting hurt because that's be the all of their offense. And then, you know, if it feels like if they don't run the ball successfully in the first half, they kind of steer away from it. Mm-hmm. And you know, just one game, you know, I just hope that they can put it all together to know what that feels like to carry it on. No doubt. Talking to Peyton Hills, if you're just tuning in here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Another thing that, uh, and I've been doing this a long time, so I've kind of seen sort of the the evolution of it all. But in your time, I mean, you guys had a pretty good success rate against Alabama. Now it seems like Arkansas can't find a way to beat these guys. Um, one of my favorite, my probably my favorite Paul Eels call was a, a catch you made in the end zone against Alabama, and two guys run into you. They both fall mm-hmm. on the ground, and you're standing there looking around like, "What do you want from me?" <laughs> it was uh, it was such a good, it was the only time I ever heard him say, "Oh my goodness!" after the catch. But uh, you guys had some fun against them. I mean, it would be great. And Arkansas had some near misses since then, but I, mean, I think we almost took it for granted that uh, you know Arkansas was going to be successful against Alabama. It's almost like the LSU series now, where you never know what's going to happen. But obviously, with Alabama, it's been tough. You know, especially with Coach Saban and. You know, he, they can put a lot of guys in spots to where they can make their machine work the way they want it to. I mean, I know this year they have problems at the QB spot, but their defense is still very good. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it just takes one week or two to try to find that identity, try to fit your offense or mold your offense around the guy that you have for his talents. And Coach Saban's a great coach. He's going to end up doing that at some point. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it – Alabama is one of those teams still that can beat anybody, but they can also maybe get beat by anybody too. So yeah. just depends on how we come out when we play them. Is there a team that you liked playing more than another? Was there a team you got you know up for in a, in a special way? You know, I I could I swore like when I was playing that you never had an SEC SEC team that we were playing that was like, hey, uh, you know, that's a that's a win, right? You know, I think Mississippi State a couple of years was real bad, but everybody back then was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, you really never looked at it like, you know, this is going to be an easy game or, you know, when you play at Georgia or Alabama or LSU away, I mean, nobody wants to have those games. Right. I mean, those are tough games. Yeah, even the Mississippi State games, especially if you went to Starkville, those were tough games too, even when yeah. they weren't great. And the Cowbells, I mean, you, mm-hmm. they're going to have those. and You know, I think it's something different that they bring, but, you know, that's a big atmosphere too. What was the toughest environment for you on the road? Uh... Tennessee was incredible. Uh, you know, Florida was incredible. LSU is incredible. And uh, Georgia was incredible. You know, a lot of teams, I mean, especially now, yeah. everybody has the money now where they can build the nice facilities and have all the fans. But it was all, you know, there was a lot of teams that had a bad or great atmosphere. Yeah. Speaking of money, how much money would you have made in NIL? NIL. Yeah. What's that? Name, image, likeness. Oh. You know how the players can get paid for uh, their stuff. Uh. I, and I remember that's the first time, and it was because of you, I saw camouflage Razorback hats mm-hmm. being sold in Walmart in northwest Arkansas. And I was like, that's because of Peyton. He was yeah. always wearing a camouflage hat. Yeah. And I was like, that's why a player should be paid yeah. right there. That They're making money off of Peyton Hillis. Anyway. You know. You would have made a ton. I, I see. <laughs> I, you know, I really do see it both ways. And, uh, you know, from a player's perspective, I can get where they're feeling like, you know, the university is making a lot of money off my name. But I do see it causing a lot of problems uh, in the future with maybe transferring rights. You know what I mean? At, you know, how, how is that going to work? Are they going to – I mean, crap, if you can make money, you might as well be an adult and start signing contracts instead of uh, – uh, 
scholarships. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it, it's going to probably end up being like the NFL trades. And, I mean, it could end up being like that because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of kids, especially I think what they'll fight for next is not to have that year off to go straight and play for a team. So we'll, we'll see how that works. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if they gave him a cut of their jersey, I can't imagine how many 22s. Uh, you've got a pretty good piece of that, yeah. too. And, of course, Darren and Felix would have sold a bunch on their jerseys, no, too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, especially with when Felix went to Dallas, you know, right out of the bat, you know, I knew that was, that would be big for him. Yeah. That was good. Do you see yourself continue coaching your son as he gets older and older? No. Uh, you know, I – kind of have this mentality where you know if my son is into it you know let him play if you don't want to play don't play but if you're going to play don't embarrass me it's a lot of pressure being a being yeah, that's yeah for well sure. uh you know he, i just know that you know if your dad's always on the field and always looking at you to do stuff you know i can see where the stress and mm-hmm. you know the pressure come in so probably not so much in the future. Is he playing anything else besides football? Uh, he's uh, dabbled in basketball and uh, baseball for a bit, but I think football is where he needs to be. Yeah. Well, listen, man, it's great great catching up with you. Looking forward to hearing you inside with David, too. So thanks for stopping by and saying hey. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you. Yep.